Fantastic! The, the, the ginger ratio is quite high, if I'm honest, but we'll make do. Uh, Kieran Horn. Good evening. Uh, we're also joined by the returning Christopher Sormani. Good evening. And uh, Hardy, Keith. Hello there, how you doing? I'm not bad, I'm not bad. How are we all doing this evening? Tremendous. Uh, Grant, just like to point out, you're well outnumbered to the redheads, by the way, so just... I know, Baldo. Cam it, kid. Hey, whoa, whoa. It's the Chris's versus the Gingers. <laughs> so that's the way we'll be running it tonight. Uh, it's going to get messy. Uh, aye, so Celtic in that, it's pure good, isn't it? Uh, Can we first of all welcome back some money? It's been a, a long time since he's, he's drug banned for being too positive. <laughs> <laughs> Just like to let everybody know that Keith's been rehearsing <laughs> that one for a wee while. Uh, yeah, I'm back. Um, I was clean. It's just natural positivity from Brendan Rogers. So let's just say that that uh, drug scare has passed me. I'm not on anything. I'm just positive now. It's still going to be hanging over you, though. Well, tainted. You know, You're tainted. Don't smoke fire. So, um, Brendan Rogers. Uh, he's quite good at Celtic managing, isn't he? He's, uh, he's doing a job. What do we think of the game of the weekend? Inverness, Cali, Thistle? Um, it was a bit of a tough one to get into at first. Um, I think uh, a lot of, I suppose, not really praise, but um, a kind of well done to Inverness to kind of stifled us. Um, at times, they, they almost seem to go man for man. Whenever I was watching, whenever they, like our back two had the ball, there was so many times that Eric had the ball and just couldn't do anything with it because there was there was very little movement uh, up front 
Um, and just Inverness was so kind of organised <coughs> and kind of well drilled um, and seen to kind of man mark him. It was a bit unfortunate this thing went off. I'd love to have seen the back three. I, I think that that formation and the players were there. I think that would have been quite a looked like quite a good fluid kind of offensive team, which I thought possibly could have ripped Inverness apart. Um, but then obviously Lustig picking up an injury. That's a bad bad tackle though. I don't really remember. I just I just seen his reaction, the way he was writhing about. It looked, did look, I saw him, but I can't really remember. I watched yeah. the, I watched it today. It, it was a solid tackle. It wasn't high or anything, but he went right through the ball and caught him right on the the ankle. Linking into that, and Keelan was saying, Cali Fissel hemmed us in quite well. Keith, is it easy to hem a team in when you can fill with impunity without fear of being booked? From the very outset as well, um, I can't remember his name, number eight for them. No, Draper, I think. Draper, I think it was, yeah. Um, straight away, the first minute, he had a, quite a, a bad challenge as well, and they get let away with that. And that kind of set the, the tone for the rest of the game. Um, they were quite... They, they were leaving the, the, the foot in quite a, a wee bit, it felt like. They were more for the physical game. Although I was quite pleased to see some of their... They're passing. Um, they'd set up with five at the back, um, four in midfield, and then just the one up front. But they, they couldn't get uh, any support up to Dumbuya at all. But when they were trying to pass the ball through the, the middle, their passing was slick. They were keeping it on the deck. But Celtic's pressing was just too, too good for them. Um, that was great to see. Was it? Were you really? at the game? Well, my entire point here about this is that... Shockingly, disgustingly over the top violence that was <laughs> perpetrated by that team. If I'm being honest with you, I think that um, the w- their performance was the epitome of the Scottish team who know that they can't match up against another team footballing wise, so they stick the boot in. And some, you know, quarters of the Scottish press will praise them for it, but it was. I thought the refereeing performance was absolutely disgraceful. I mean, I'm, I've got nothing against physicality in the game, but as you said, fouling with impunity, um, that's basically the way that they measured up against us. It was absolutely brutal. Um, and to be quite honest, I think we're going to see some more teams do that because nobody's really been a match for us this season, apart from obviously Inverness when they get the draw. So I think you're going to find the way that they're going to try and level things out is just by kicking us up and down the park basically but I mean you I thought that would have been the first thing you said that's the first thing that struck me about the whole game it was just it was just sheer brutality from them do you want to know an interesting start? no well, I never, but I did, no did notice it I did notice Could it provide us with a, a start that may or may not be interesting Celtic actually provided the game with more fouls than Inverness Caledonian Thistle did that is completely and utterly to do with the shocking biased refereeing can I get a break in this country <laughs> right that's it I'm going to be negative about that I'm going to be negative about the refereeing and how it doesn't matter if what's up they still try and bring us back down is that right? About the fouls, or did you make that up? No, it's not 17, uh, 17 to 15. 15. Yep. Yeah, but ours, ours were all being petty fouls. Theirs were actually crunches that were going, going really, really kind of rough, whereas ours were just polished, stupid, wee daft, kind of pulling shots here and there and stuff. Hmm. And how did they count those fouls? Is that literally if the ref gives a foul, and therefore when the ref isn't giving a foul, that your stat on. becomes pointless? Well, so, see, in boxing, they, they, they like, you know, they get... 
use punch stats, right? And they use power punches as well to differentiate between the types of punches. That one, like stars that's come out and all that, just <laughs> wind up. That's punch out for the nez that we're talking about. But that's what it is. They, they committed 15 power fouls that involved... Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm quite bitter about that, actually. I'm bitter about how... I'd really just... The reason I dislike it so much is because it's... Oh, that's how you match up to them. You know, you use your physicality and stuff like that. No, they, they were absolutely brutal at the weekend. And I'm kind of I'm concerned that we'll see more of that um, as the season goes on because you know we're so clearly superior to any other team in the country at the moment that they're going to use that as an equalising tactic. Most teams that we've seen that Celtic Park have played like that so far um, try to soak up the pressure and just limit us to to space in the the final third. Um, but the good thing was that we kept going. Um, yeah. We didn't seem to just run out of ideas. Like we definitely would have done this time last year. Um, we couldn't even go long properly last year. I think um, Rangers will probably have a similar problem because as you heard Neil McCann say dominated, dominated every match they've been in. Uh, well, the exception of one. Yeah, well, I mean, even that it wasn't a five-one game, as you know. Um, I thought they probably deserved to nick a point that day. Um, and if we're being honest. That would be full points minus uh, a one draw against us. So uh, I, we're quite lucky to be so far ahead just now. I think Neil McCann's spot on there. Mm-hmm. Brendan Rogers, very lucky man. Um, Lustig, has anyone heard how long Lustig may or may not be out? I, I don't know, but he's definitely out the Sweden game. Um, he travelled obviously with the squad, but he's not going to. He's not going to make it. So I, I don't know long term. I don't know how long the prognosis is, mind you. Oh. Damaging could that be if Lustig is out for a period of time, whilst Tierney's also out for a period of time as well? Who's the other right backs we've got? We Ra Ra Ralston. Did Ralston not get one? No, no, no. no. Um, we get rid of uh, Fisher and Yanko oh, yeah, but Ralston's still there. He played for the development team that won twenty-one nil, I think. Maybe he didn't. Maybe I just made that up. But and of course, Gamboa's coming on to a bit of a game. Well, I know I'm getting ahead of ourselves and we'll talk about uh, Gladbach soon, but when I seen that line-up and I seen Izagiri and Gamboa as the fullbacks, probably like a lot of other people, I shat myself. <laughs> but, you know, the two of them, I thought, performed very well. So, you know, Gamboa, I'm, I'm sure he'll do a fine job if, if Lush takes out, do you know what I mean? So going forward, it's not as much of a concern... Um, as it, as it maybe would have been in previous seasons. Uh, getting back to Cali Thistle, uh, do you think the the 3-0 scoreline was deserved, Kieran? Uh Yeah, after, eventually. After, I mean, that, the first half was kind of like, <coughs> we, were, we were struggling to break them down. Um, and then in the second half, it looked like they kind of got a kick up the arse by Rogers because they kind of came out um, and started playing a bit better um, and they create more chances. I... One thing I, f- I found hard was uh, Griffiths. See, once it went to the four, four, what it was a four, four, two. Griffiths was then having to play that number ten role, and it just showed he can't do it. I didn't, I didn't think he was involved in the game an awful lot. He came, he had to drop deep an awful lot to get the ball, um, and even at that, when he was dropping deep, he was getting quite far deep as if he was always next to Brown at times, um, and couldn't get the ball and couldn't do anything with it. So. Uh, and I think, from what I've heard, I think Rogers has come out and says, I think he said he won't play those two, he doesn't want to play those two together, which, for Griffiths, you're going to, is it? So Griffiths, you're starting to a bit worried because if he's only playing one of these, at the moment, Dembele is the one in form, 
and at times you don't, you don't Dembele, Dembele doesn't score he still brings a lot to the game with his kind of just his hold up play his power his pace which Griffiths doesn't do very often and the thing with uh, Griffiths is he can get frustrated too quickly because uh, on Saturday there was times where he was taking shots when he shouldn't be taking them we've seen that an awful lot beforehand but for, for me I think it just he was just trying far too much to try and get back in the team which if, well, that's what he's got to do because if he's not playing and then when he gets a start he's got to take his chance as much as he can but I felt that the, when the, obviously the formation changed that kind of then nullified him a fair bit where realistically Tom Rogers should have been in there and then when Rogers came on you could see the difference the way the team were kind of moving it worked a lot better because it was really that's the formation we always play um, and I mean the Rogers with 15 minutes or so he was on I mean you could just see the difference he makes I mean He's a quality player. I mean, you could see the way he's holding the ball and the way he was like, fighting men off to keep the ball and the footwork as well. It was, it was really good to see. Um, Armstrong as well. I thought, oh my, that's probably Armstrong's best game in Celtic. And he was he was actually forced to play. for me. It looked like he was forced to play two positions. He was still doing his midfield role as well as playing right back. He was kind of everywhere. I mean, he was a lot of times he was up next to the strikers in the box and stuff. Um, and he was doing that for the full game. His work rate was was absolutely tremendous. He's um it's a real new lease of life um, that he seems to have got in the last few weeks under Rodgers. Uh, even in midweek, there, there was faults to his game, but you could tell that his drive and his 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 energy was 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 making a difference to us going forward. Um, just touching as well what you were saying about Dembele and Griffiths. Keith got a bit of a, a ribbon with his Griffiths comments. You know, uh, it's kind of hard to articulate. You know the negative, the negative aspects of a, a forty-goal a season striker, but I, I think I put the points across saliently. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> I think you sounded quite bitter, to be honest. Uh, but basically, what basically what you're seeing now with Dembele is the guy who's scoring goals and, as you said, bringing other aspects to the game that Griffiths doesn't. Um, so it's easier to kind of articulate and point out what Griffiths doesn't have. You know, when he was scoring that amount of goals. Um, don't want to jinx it, so touch wood or whatever. Dembele is on course, you know, he could end up scoring a similar amount of goals, but not only is he bringing f- uh, different things to the game, he's also scoring at the highest level as well. He's done two against Man City and then one against Gladbach. So I think we're seeing not just goals, but an all-round complete forward, you know, with Dembele just now. Keith, how, how do we address the issue? If we're playing one striker and we've got two very good strikers, do we... Just start Dembele every game until he runs out of form, or do you bring Griffiths in for cup games and maybe home games against you know lower six opposition that you'd expect to beat? I suppose it's similar to what we've had to to do with uh, when we've been managing James Forrest, who was the, the form player at the time, um, and the team giving him his chance. Um, he seemed to falter a, a wee bit in the last couple of weeks, still putting in a, a shift defensively. Um, but it was time for uh, Pat Roberts to, to come back into the team. Yes, it was. With um, Dembele, um, all last season, I, I appreciate what Griffiths did for the team, but I felt he was quite wasteful at times, and I, I don't think he brought as much to the, the team going forward. Whereas you see that with um, Dembele this season, the amount of goals that he scored, but also the, the forward four, so you've got your attack midfielders just behind them. They were the ones that I always thought should be contributing a lot more last season. And it's great to see you've got a player like Sinclair that, that scored, what, 10 goals this season? Um, 
you've got Pat Roberts, Forrest in the in the right, and then Rogic through the middle. They're playing off of Dembele a lot better, and I feel that's what he brings more to the to to the forward line. To get Griffiths into the team, yeah, he's got to to get a chance, but I always feel that in this Celtic side, he's better as a as an impact player, maybe as a, a sub. Of course, he's good enough in Scotland that he can play, like you say, cup games. Um, but we're we're in the the business end of the cup games now. We're at the the final for the the league cup, Scottish Cup. Hopefully, we'll get a run out. There'll be plenty of times, but we're playing nine games in December. Oh, There's going to be plenty of opportunities for me to get a game, and I think Rogers is managing the squad really, really well. Um, hopefully, everybody seems to be happy. It's all about the momentum just now. And everybody's really enjoying playing for the team, so I think that's that's where he's he's really excelling. I was an up as well on Saturday. I know Chris doesn't because I'm a bit driven, but I thought uh, Sviachenko. I thought he was immense defensively. He was immense. Unfortunately, when the ball his feet, he he didn't do very much with it. But I, I feel that was not so much his fault. Again, that was more the four players just weren't making enough runs because it was times you would see and something they would just they were just kind of standing still. They wouldn't make a movement or anything like that, so Eric always had, like had to come back to the keepers. A matter of times he had to play it back, which is unfortunate. But I mean, defensively, he was—I mean, first six or seven headers, he was winning them all. He was winning his challenges, and he, see, he seems like he's now starting taking a progress and develop now. Also, yeah, it? yeah. We've actually started uh, keeping clean sheets um, with the, that partnership. Do you know what I mean? Toure, um obviously being injured and then, you know, the Gladbach home game and stuff like that, uh, and his age, it's kind of, although he's shown some real, real class this season and he'll continue to provide it for us as, uh, as it goes on, I think what we're seeing is the cementing of the partnership going forward and it's really kind of good to see, you know. It's going to be interesting. So how long is Toure out for? What kind of injuries has he got? Because you know you obviously same with Yozo, he's not going to, he's not going to play him two games a week for this year so if we're now missing Toury injury we're now missing Lustig because the European game we would use Lustig as a centre half if he's not going to play Yozo, Yozo like two so if it comes to the Barcelona game is he going to play Yozo at the weekend and who's going to bring in for the Barcelona well Boyata was on the that's, that's where my fear's <laughs> coming from <laughs> unless we can ask Tarnit Ringo we'll give Boyata the Saturday game again, or the Friday night game against Kamala and we keep Yozo for the Barca game yep. You've got to go with Champions League experience. That's why Big Effie's got to make his entrance. <laughs> Out from the cold. Savages. I do not know. <laughs> Technical hitch. Yep. Uh, random advert on a page I was looking at. Carry on. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's a wee bit of a kind of I don't worry, but. Now, obviously, that good partnership going, but it's just obviously they're really trying to nurse. I'm going to say nurse, just, they're being kind of careful, I suppose. It's probably the right thing with Yozo. You don't want to start losing him again long term, but uh, I think he's, I'm not really liking Yozo. I think he's, he's strong, he's powerful. He's even good with the ball coming out at times. I mean, he's, he's confident enough to drive forward and he can get forward, but there's still tweaks with the distribution with both of the centre-halves. They're, they're passing out of, out of defence can be a bit just, uh, suspect at times, which, uh, but that can always come with experience. And Craig... Uh, Gordon's distribution is getting better as well. Um, I saw from the, the sideline, Rogers was a wee bit happier with him. Like you see him applaud them on, he whistled at them to, to say well done with a couple of kick-outs at the, at the game. That's 
a small couple. That's it. There's a few. Uh, but a I few. think it was uh, just the, the one decent there's one. There's a couple you kept firing out. And then what was that? Was it, what, did they try and do a, a, a Cruyff turn or something at one point? Where they lost the ball? I just remember looking up. Remember. It was, it was, was the second it? half. I seem to remember my memory of that incident. I've not seen the, the highlights since I watched it originally, but um, was he not put in a bit of a position by a defender and then he had to... Well, there's a striker coming on to him, but... I don't know what he done, but I mean, literally, even in front of the goal, he had to kind of sprint after it. To he kept a clean sheet, Kieran, that's what he did. All right. He's kept clean sheets since the that wonder goal from Kilmarnock when he came on at half time. We've not conceded a goal in the league since then. Well, I, do, I, I think Gordon could improve his distribution, but I think most goalkeepers could improve their distribution. And I think that we're just noticing it a lot more. Because it's something that's been brought up and talked about. I mean, there's not many players, there's not a lot of keepers that can play that the way that Brent Rogers wants. I mean, you've got like Loris, Neuer, like Bravo, Bravo tried it, but Bravo sometimes is a suspect as well. So you're right up there with top level keepers. So obviously the ones that kind of, kind of Gordon's level, they're kind of. I mean, even he brought in De Vries to do it, and De Vries can not only not do that. He also he be a goalkeeper. Yeah, he can't save anything. You hit the ball at him, and he mysteriously moves out the way. So I mean, Gordon. Gordon's distribution, I would say, at times has got better. We know it, it, it's generally a weakness, but we said at the start of the season, he's not a priority to kind of fix first, if you know what I mean. He's going to perform at a level that's acceptable enough. Do you know he's a I mean? great shortstopper as well. Yeah. So if he makes sometimes if he makes these mistakes, <clears throat> he kind of makes up for it by saving the, maybe the shot that comes from that, that, that chance. So that is good enough to, good enough to keep in. I quite liked the, the formation that we started with in the midfield where Brown was holding and you had McGregor and Armstrong a wee bit further forward, which was quite interesting to see. Uh, Armstrong played a great game, eventually going back to, to right back and helping out there. But I thought McGregor played well uh, for most of the game, uh, getting another assist again, an, an important assist. When he's further up the park in that like, number 10 role, that's where he's least dangerous because he does he has some slack passes when he's back in the very centre of the midfield that's when the, the chances come but we've said that as well before in domestic we shouldn't need two holders so you shouldn't you should be able to play with Brown as a hold and then the two ahead of him mm-hmm. um, I think I noticed Spurs were very similar to that yesterday when they had like Winyama and then they had Dembele I think Dembele and Christian uh, Eriksen um, they were the kind of two similar ahead. to the Celtic midfield, really. <laughs> I mean, but um, yeah, I'd love to. Have, I really would have loved to have seen the, f- the starting formation. Hopefully, we might. Well, I'll say hopefully, we might try it again. But we don't really have three good centre halves that we're going to play at that until they come back. No, it was interesting, as you say, because uh, in terms of what you're saying about rotating and keeping the squad happy, if you can change the personnel up, it means you can bring players in more often and things. Um, and obviously, it's uh, Antonio Conte's doing it. Down south, down down south with Chelsea. I'm quite like the three five two myself. Obviously, Martin O'Neill did it with us, but um, probably try it again as the season goes on. Well, I, I've not been on for a while. There's one thing I was going to say. <coughs> it's not been tried yet so far because we've got Tierney and Sink on the team. You can't play the two of them on the pitch because you can't have Tierney really as your left winger. Then Sinclair would have to play as a central number ten. 
Whereas Sinclair likes to kind of float on the left and come in. And you couldn't have Sinclair on the left and Tierney as one of your back three because that would just nullify him. So I think think it's needed one of them to be out of the team for him to then maybe think, I can now try a back three because I'll have my three centre-halves and I'll have Sinclair as a left kind of moving in. Do you remember they actually, we did play 3-5-2 against the Imps, did we not? We did it once with Tierney at the back. Tierney was at centre-half. But it was, because it was a Lustig was the centre-half and then it was Tierney and Yanko either side. So it was really a one one defender. We also Um, moved to that in the... Bruce Mission Gladbach game at home. Tierney in the second half ended up playing in the in the uh, back three because we or was it Man City game? We didn't really get much out of him in the second half after the the first half when he'd been pretty 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 good. Another thing as well I've noticed as well over the last couple of games, Bitton's not starting, and I think that's <coughs> it's correct because Bitton's performances have been a bit. But then he also slows the game down. I think Rodgers has now actually seen that because he likes to have the energy with Armstrong and McGregor in there. But it was quite telling that even in the European game. Because the bit on the bit on start against Clarabuck? Did he? Mm. No, away co- game. The away game. Did he? Why have I drawn a complete blank? No, no, because no, it was, it was no, Rodgers, it was Armstrong. Armstrong and McGregor. Oh, McGregor, yeah. come on. McGregor, come on. Aye, bit on did start, sorry. No. Right, so not Brown, bit on and Armstrong? No, it was Rogic, Brown and Armstrong. All right, okay. Aye, so it was, sorry. I, was, I thought I could have on three games in a row has not started, which I think's... Well... Quite telling. It, it showed, it proved, it, Gladbach away proved... Uh, Armstrong in the first half, his, his passing was poor. Gave the ball away quite a lot. But you could tell the way he was carrying and driving the ball forward. It was making a difference to the shape of the team and how we were, we were, we were playing. Whereas Bitton just stops that he just stymies it Bitton might be better suited to games where we're trying to to kind of hold on to something um, even at that I, I don't know it just something about Bitton you know and this everything's positive and there's so many players playing so well Bitton just doesn't seem to fit it's almost like all the good points about his game a few seasons back aren't really kind of showing themselves just now and it's it just seems to me like he's he's the odd man out doesn't quite fit uh, in Rogers' team, yeah. two, two or three years ago, he was one of the few shining lights in a very poor side. Now he's one of the few dull lights yeah. in a very good side. <laughs> uh, it's a total role reversal, I think. We better. We'll get festive. See when you get like the Christmas lights around the tree. He's the dud bulb. He's the one that fucks <laughs> up the rest. Of it. It's a bit I like to get festive, but you know that Christmas advert you played earlier has got me in the mood. You know. <laughs> Um, but that because that's exactly the point I was going to come on to, and Rogers has been bigging up Armstrong and to a lesser de- degree McGregor. But you think that is his, his strategy now? Is Armstrong is essentially usurped Bisson and that midfield berth, and that going forward is is who will be getting the game thing? Uh, without sounding negative, well, I probably will. But I think Armstrong and McGregor coming on and. What they're doing to changing the style of the team just shows you how much we need a midfielder who can do that and also perform at a high level because we saw Armstrong's passing uh, in Gladbach at times being pretty poor and we saw McGregor who gives away the ball quite regularly and obviously the missed chance towards the end. I think that basically shows you, see if we can get somebody in there of you know the right quality, you know a significant upgrade in what we've got, you know, it could take the team on to the next level, do you know? But I think at the moment, either of them, for me, would be in before Beaton. Beaton does a different role for the, the midfield, though. Is he not more a, a defensive-minded player 
cutting out passes, maybe not and no, it's, it's just crap. Tackling, but um but like you say, he calms down the game sometimes, he can keep the ball, he can pass it better. Maybe not going forward as much as like Armstrong and McGregor did. They're much more uh, better suited to, to going forward like that. I think the issue is Bitton <clears throat> doesn't dominate as a defensive midfielder enough to be purely that. He yeah. has to either be able to do that and drive forward or just completely boss the midfield and allow others to get forward and he doesn't do. He's quite passive. Know. I think that's, but do you know what I mean, in terms of dominating? And I think I remember when he first started coming into form, sitting in here and talking about it, he lets the game flow through him, I think they said. Um, whereas uh, that was viewed as a positive, but now if you kind of say that and, and, and say that he still does that, it's almost like he's not as involved. You know, he's not he's not putting his foot in the ball. He's not making the game his own. And a lot of the time, ultimately, I think he takes an extra touch or two, which slows down a team who are designed, basically, to get forward quickly. I was going to say that. Also, the fact as well, he can hold on the ball too much and then he gets uh, possession. He loses possession mm-hmm. too easily because he has got the ball just that one or two touches too much where he should have released it better. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also the type one, he's almost like he wants to play the kind of super pass at times, like the big long can switch switch streakers. But um, yeah, he's, he's, it's a shame because I mean, he, was, he was a talented player. And um, <coughs> up until it was, it was this, um, Christmas time last year, it, it dipped. And all of a sudden he's he's not been able to pick it back up. So I don't know if he's a case of do you know what I'm just I'm not asked. I'm just going to go with the motions and maybe we might get, we might go in January. Um, but you'd think that the fact of like he's not getting a lot of games game time now, and obviously Armstrong's pushing further and he's now starting to perform. You think that would be the one that kind of kicks him up the arse so that he then starts performing? But mm. I don't know if you just get that kind of arrogance. Is like I'll kind of do what I want. I'd still feel more comfortable with him and Brown anchoring the midfield for Man City and Barca. Oh, than yeah. I would in Armstrong in for, there at the moment for for tougher I'd possibly also sometimes as well Rodgers doesn't he that's the problem as well I don't think Rodgers performs well at times at Champions League I think that's a, that's a step a bit too much for him just now because mm-hmm. um, I think in the Gladbach game I'm pretty sure he, from what I remember he kind of got lost and he wasn't it wasn't in the ball enough and um, he just wasn't influential enough and that was the same with the City I mean the City game he was God, he only lasted about 40 minutes and then he gets subbed quite early because that that was more to do with the pace of the game because the yeah. City game was just end to end. He was really good against City, I thought. Um, I thought he was terrible at home against um, Gladbach, barring his one pass for Sinclair, which was was phenomenal, <laughs> which he's always got in his, in his locker. Out of the midfield three, Gladbach away, I, I thought he was the weak link. Really, really was. thought Brown was superb. Um, Armstrong... You know, apart from his distribution and his passing, and his drive was good, but Rodic just kind of blended in. You know, he, he never really, he never stood out at all. Um, I think, as you've said, at domestic level, you know, his feet, everything about him, you know, he makes a difference. He makes his tick, but you know, taking it that step up. But then again, I think if we get another real quality midfielder in, in next to Brown, it might give him the ability, the chance to kind of play his game as opposed to. Haven't you kind of dropped back in and kind of get mucked in, you know? If you go on the 90 Minutes Cynic Twitter feed, um, if you go back to the the game on Saturday, I managed to get the Roger goal um, quite late on. I actually film it and post it on the, the Twitter feed so you can have a wee nosy on there. Did you get permission for the club from that? Did I need to? <laughs> well, I, I think uh, Mr Lowell might have something to say about your illegal footage. 
Maybe. 90 minutes, I think, we'll like to take this opportunity to distance <laughs> ourselves from Keith McGinty. Uh, so, and all you, yeah, you, next year we're punting us all Android boxes on here. Sale <laughs> <laughs> and Selic TV, yeah? yeah? Who needs this season book, says Keith? <laughs> You're a disgrace. <laughs> so, um, aye, we kind of moved on to Gladbach anyway. Uh, w- one point we missed on Cali Fisso, I just wanted to talk about, well, very briefly mentioned it, but Pat Roberts coming back, how did you think he did? Point at you, Chris. Chris I, I think you, uh, you I thought it was utterly sensational. It just, it's just a wonderful, wonderful football player. He's a wonderful, wonderful human being. He is indeed. But tell me about his performance. It was less effective um, against, um, what do you call it, against Cali Thistle than he was when he, he came on against Gladback. I think that was a lot to do with the physicality of it. But you see Rogic, Rogic's goal as well when he. You know, he was standing the ball in the box and he slipped the ball through for Armstrong, Armstrong who then cut it back for Rogic. Yeah, I mean, his he's ability to kind of conjure something up is kind of evident in there for all to see. Um, but, you know, we can make comment on uh, his performance in, in Gladbach um, in terms of at that level making a difference. I mean, all, all the key moments he was involved in, you know. Okay, well, that'll link in quite nicely. Carry on. What did you think of Pat against Inverness? I thought it was all... ten. What did you say? Six. Six. I thought he kind of. I thought with some of his runs, he kept going too far, and he wasn't releasing the ball early enough. There was, especially in the second half, there was a lot of times that he was kind of running and he was cutting in. Partly it was to do with getting kind of bogged down with the number of players, but there was times where it should have been. Playing off a pass better than try to do that extra thing, the extra thing more. I think he was it's, it's part, trying too much. It's part of it. He's he's concerned about Kieran Tierney and has a well been. Is that is that putting him off his game? Well, you shouldn't be doing that in the game. You can once you cross that white line, everything behind you is put there, put away until the, the the time you come back off that white line. So for ninety minutes, you should be solely thinking about scoring as many goals or setting up as many goals as you can. I think Kieran's all right up in the stand. Kieran's, Kieran's there. Egging him on and want him to perform now because Pat's not been a team along uh, very much over the last few. So it's now time for Kieran to show him a bit, a bit of love for yeah, a bit of support for Pat. I think the point you make about him uh, when the pl- he's bogged down with the, the number of players sometimes instead of you know playing the easy ball inside, he will try and do too much and ends up losing possession. But he's just a kid, you know. He'll learn. In fact, there are things well from Sally. I think the one thing we've got as well is. <coughs> under Rogers' teams' perseverance, I, I was, I'm kind of thinking at a point now where we're at a stage now where we're always going to score. I mean, we've not but take out the European games, we've we've scored in every domestic uh, game, mm-hmm. and most of them have scored a fair few. So we're at that stage where we're, if it's not working at first, just we're just kind of keeping going. We're just working away, and the goals will come. Whereas in previous years, you'd be kind of like, oh, if it was really bogged down, you would always struggle and you'd, it'd be a case of we might not have scored, might even lose in the counter. But with now with Rodgers, it's kind of like, first half wasn't going so well. They obviously had a wee talk at half time and you could see the difference in the second half and they pushed forward and obviously at the end of the time they got three goals, same with Ross County. Uh, the previous midweek, it was quite a tough game. They were they were giving us quite a bit of a challenge and it was only 1-0. And then, as we kept going and going, then obviously we were able to get a second, and then a, a third and a fourth. So it's we're at a stage now where we just need we're just persevering, and we, we will score goals. It's just once the one comes, then it's the times we kind of forget something. And I'm coming from uh, all areas of the team, 
as opposed to last season when it was Griffiths isn't scoring. We're humped. I'm going to see when you're talking about uh, obviously Sinclair. How, how, Rodgers has scored quite a few. I mean, he's obviously scored in the last two games, but I mean, I don't really know how many it is. But I mean, I mean it must be it must be close Pure to double figures. Which is I mean, you're good between that and Sinclair and yeah. Forrest and Roberts going so and Dembele as well. So it's it is taking obviously the the weight off the strikers. I'd like to see our centre halves get a few more, but that would involve us putting a good corner. Aye, in. Well, that's what they're going to score from. Yeah, Tom's on six goals. Oh, well, quite far nine. away from double figures. <laughs> nine for Sinclair, nine for Griffiths, and twelve for Musa Dembele. Yes, Griffiths is only three behind Dembele. I thought Dembele there was a bit more of a gap between the two of them, but well, he's got four in the Champions League as well. So, uh, and Gladbach, uh, an improved performance from the the home leg certainly. Uh, other than what we've we've talked about so far, who who was your standouts for that game? Keith McGinty playing in your phone. Share with the class. I was just looking up to see if we had any good questions from the the tweeters. Um, the Bruce, I mentioned Gladback game. I'll be honest, I, I was dipping in and out. My wife was away with work, so I was watching the wee man. <laughs> so we bits. Um, Part the, timer. The stream that I was watching, actually, the totally legal. Please tell her, that's fine. That's totally fine. legal stream that I was watching. Um, actually, cut out that point, my telly went in the blink, so um, I actually missed the, the penalty incident. Where did you source this legal stream from? Uh, it would be my dad's uh, Skygo. I've got that. Sky Go. Sky Go. Anyway, it was on BT. So this is this is unraveling as we speak. <laughs> You've got this from some sort of dodgy site, which 90 Minutes Cynic would like to distance themselves from. Yep. We pay for all our streams. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I missed the, the penalty incident. It, it enlightened me what happened. What was it? What was it? minutes before that, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> that was the 75th minute. What was it? 75 minutes before that? We'll fill we'll in the last 15 minutes if <laughs> you did the well, first 35. I missed the penalty because the guy that was streaming it changed the channel <laughs> and you didn't get to see it. Um, I, I, I did well. That was um, some good bits of passing, uh, wee bits of movement. <laughs> <laughs> so, penalty Chris Samani. Right, the penalty incident. Um, started off by a wonderful through ball from Patrick Roberts to Dembele. Um, Dembele got up and got in front of the defender The defender pulled him back If I'm being honest I thought oh, Dembele got a shot away And it, it went wide And I thought That oh, was it Yeah I, 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 I wouldn't say I was screaming for a penalty I, I, I saw him pull him And I thought oh, Yeah well But I didn't think That he was going to give it um, The referee basically um, Saw it as uh, An obstruction And Sent off the defender as well so not for being the last man. Something that we would get in Scotland. I don't know. It was technically a penalty. It was I a mean, penalty. It was a penalty. But it's one of those ones where you know you see them not given quite often. Um, I'm not really going to get into a discussion about whether it was a continental referee or anything like that. You know, well, it's no my style. You know, but uh, <laughs> but you'll be happier when we're out of Europe. That's I, what you're saying. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but no, it, it was a penalty, uh, correct decision, and uh, yeah, it was pretty much all down to Pat Roberts. And do you feel that performance justified Forrest, who has had some fantastic form but has seen it start to dip? 
it's time to give Pat Roberts that run in the team again. Well, what I'll say about Robertson, all joking aside, obviously I'm a fan of the guy, um, but as we've seen against Inverness, you know, there are periods where a lot of the time, you know, he gets the ball, you know, he tries too much, he tries to do too much when sometimes a simple ball would would, would be easier. Um, there's also periods where... Forrest will track back more defensively, whereas if Rod, if if Roberts isn't getting any dis, you know any support or distribution from the midfield, a lot of the times he can be quite isolated out out wide. But the ability to do something at that level is really really apparent. I mean, skipping ahead again, the chance for McGregor where he he does that quite regularly, where he stands and the runner runs off him, and he and he plays a great way to pass through. Um, we saw him actually when he came on against Gladbach at home. You know, some of the touches coming inside the box was the one where Lustig ran into him and stuff like that. I think we forget that he's such a young kid. Uh, at times he might not be involved, but what is very apparent is when we're looking for that something extra, he's the guy that can provide it. Whereas I think what we're getting with Forrest is a lot of the time is a dogged shift. Do you know, there's a lot of time where Forrest will go up against the fullback, but he won't actually create much. And he's he was scored a few goals a few weeks back, but they seem to have dried up. So personally, I think it probably is in terms of even just freshening it up. I'm not saying that you know Forrest's completely out of the picture, but I think we're at a position now whereby Forrest's form's dipped. We aren't getting as much out of him as we were, and you know to have somebody like Roberts to bring in is you know. It's a fantastic replacement. What do you think, guys? Oh, I agree with you. I think yeah, you can definitely see the the quality. I mean, just when when Roberts takes men on, you you can see that he can beat a man. Forrest can't do that. At times, Forrest wants the ball played and play, either played in behind the fullback or he may be trying to have enough space to kind of hit it past him and outrun him. Whereas Roberts can actually take people on and skin them because he's got the technique that he can do that. Whereas Forrest doesn't have that so I suppose it's two different aspects of how they're dealing with the fullbacks so I mean that could be a good thing with a game where the fullbacks deal with one and then all of a sudden another person comes in and they work they work a different way and then he's kind of like still try to defend against the previous player like if, if Robert started he's kind of defend against that whereas Forrest will then just kind of skip it past him and go but um, Roberts as well I think Roberts at times I think Roberts looks to score goals whereas Forrest I don't think always wants to like create the goal himself. I think he always gets goals created by someone else. Whereas Roberts, I think at times wants to create his own, like by skinning players, cutting and taking the shot. I mean, him, we've seen him score some wonderful goals with that. But um, but it's just it's all about the decision making, the timing. He has to get it right at times. Um, but I think it's definitely time to kind of give him a wee shot now. So with that in mind, um, going into the the Barcelona game, so we've got the Kelly game, then we've got Barca. Do you play Roberts against Barcelona, considering A, when he was on, he didn't look fantastic, and B, um, Forrest is maybe that little bit more defensive? Or do you just go with Roberts because you think he's an informed player and he can have that bit of magic against Barca? Well, I mean, he obviously played, he played in the away game, but then, although Forrest is very good at coming back, you still need an outlaw. So if we are if we've got two full two wingers who are defend having to defend so deep, the minute we have the ball, we've got nobody. We've only got Dembele one person. Whereas in the new camp, he had Sinclair and Forrest, um, with 
obviously Dan Bell. I'm pretty sure Rogers never started, and it was like the three midfielders. I think with Armstrong, Brown, and Bitton. So there was like kind of three hard hard working midfielders with the defenders, and then with the three kind of outlays. So that if we could get the ball up up, we had people to hit for. Robert started against Barcelona. Mm. Didn't he? Uh, um, he wasn't very good. No, no, though no. very yeah, few. <laughs> That's I. I mean. In terms of distribution, you know, getting the ball up to the wingers, I mean, it was it was difficult. I mean, you saw Sinclair spring Dembele for the penalty, and that was about pretty much mm. it from 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 anybody going forward. Um, I'd start Forest against Barcelona. Um, Patrick Roberts fanboy. Yeah, I know. Um, because I think that depend. It depends how it goes. I mean, it, it could be that. You know, we're down pretty early. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and we're not chasing the game. However, the point you're making about an out ball, I think Forrest's going to give you more of a shift going down the wing as he tires and things move on. Roberts is a guy who can come in and potentially um, do something for us because the two guys that you're going to, you're really looking, three guys maybe, that you're looking to create that bit of magic for us are um, Sinclair. Roberts or Rogic, they're the guys that can play the cute pass, do you know what I mean, through a guy like Dumbelli. What's going to happen is Rogic is going to tire, you're not going to get, uh, with that midfield, you know, they're going to have him chasing shadows, you know, so you got to imagine he won't last very long. Sinclair as well, he's kind of a hot cold player. Um, I think, uh, you know, if we're looking for something or looking to nick something, Roberts is, would be an ideal player to bring on. I mean, it could be all futile and we're absolutely pish, uh, like we were in the first game against Barcelona, but I, in an ideal world, if we're close and we're looking for something, that he might be, like, a great impact sub to make. I agree with... I think we should start with the Forest. Um, I think this season they have shown a lot more trickery um, and much better close control running at, at pace. Um are you putting people off his shudders? Does that? Um, he's close control when he's running at paces. Been quite. It's been interesting. He's been cutting inside, going wide. Defenders haven't got a clue what he's going to do. That was a rigging endorsement. It's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think in games like Barcelona, when you're hoping to stretch it a wee bit, if we get a chance to get out, then you're looking for Forrest to maybe use his pace to get up the park a wee bit more. But that's Barcelona. I'm hopeful they'll lie down to us. You know, where it's say like Barca connection and all that. He's a favour, pal. Use our throw troops. Well, tonight's was. He's a wee win. Was that four years ago tonight? Was the 1 2 5 game? Yeah. Run about now, Tony Watt would have been latching on to. Aye. Oh, no. No, look. This is recorded. The, the, the fans don't need to know. It's, right, the, okay. it's the magic of it. It could be three in the morning. I'm not actually going to say exactly the time. I'm just, I'm just going to agree with you there. Uh, so is this going to be the one two nine? One two nine. One two nine. Aye. When is it again? Is it a week on week? Two weeks on Wednesday. Two weeks on Wednesday. So it's ages away. What are we talking about Barcelona for? Don't know. It, just, Roberts, I just thought it was an interesting question. He's when you're hosting Sarmani, you can come up with a question. I don't have the poise or the guile or the, the panache. The handsome the hosting looks. skills. Well, that's it. The wise beard. <laughs> <laughs> you get the, the good looks for a podcast. Oh. Meow. That's <laughs> just hurtful. <laughs> um, we've heard uh, from earlier on the, the show when Chris Sarmani again just 
didn't even think about the, the rundown and started running away. Um, As usual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Izagiri and Gamboa, he was quite impressed with them. Um, for Gladback, having obviously had some uh, word I can't think of, uh, reservations. McGinty, from yes. what you've seen of the game, yes. um, did you were you impressed by them? Um, I thought Gamboa was um, getting a good wee bit of a, a wee uh, partnership going with uh, Forrest. Um, he likes to get forward. Um, he's not really got a final ball yet, um, but he's still providing enough good support for Forrest that um, that he sees, deserves his place at the moment. Um, Izagiri has came back into the side and looks like he's not been away. Um, aye, he's, he's doing well. I'm, I'm, he's not really put a foot wrong. He's not done anything daft in Europe or at home yet, so he's doing well. He nearly scored at the weekend as well. The last ditch tackle stopped him getting a, a goal. I'm happy to see them. Um, Barcelona is going to be difficult. Uh, Man City game as well, but hopefully we'll have a, a few more back by then. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see them, especially domestically. I'm still not a fan of Izzy. I don't, I, it's shown how much we really are missing Tierney, even just in the last couple of games. He's, he's still not got a good final ball. I mean, you see the difference between him crossing a ball and Tierney, it's just like night and day at times. Can he compare him to KT? Well, you're going to KT's have to because he plays in the same position. And then like, defensively at times he can get caught out because he goes so far up and he just can't get back in time now. Um, negative and negative. I don't yeah. know. How did you put up? I just don't like him. I think that's harsh. Is he especially it's harsh but fair. Before, well, if you go, obviously, Izzy was probably the first decent left back we had who had more than two months worth of form that when that we had him. Um, then obviously before KT came in, it's form had dipped quite a bit after an injury or so um, but I think right now the performances he's put in the very few that he's had to put in um, he's been solid yeah he's been solid I don't think he's, he's not been he's not made a lot of mistakes he's not cost goals but don't need more about he's not great enough thankfully we've got plenty of other creative footballers out there that are creating chances for the goals but see Gordon's not had an assist yet this season that's why I want him out of the team <laughs> man <laughs> well talking about that Barca goal that was fantastic from Foster just a big Hoof up. Yeah, yeah. What a pack out. Um, Gamboa, what have you thought about him since? Um, well, he's, he's, been, he's been good. I wouldn't say he's been outstanding. Um, um, he's, he's pacey. He likes to get up and forward. And uh, he's, he Again, he's going to need a run. Like any new player coming out of a club, they need, they need games. They need game time to then get themselves adapted to the game and uh, adapt to the team and work with a relationship with the, the winger. Um, and it, I think I think we'll now also we'll also be out now we'll now get to see what Gamble really is like because he'll have a fair few games in a row now and um, but yeah I mean pacey young wing uh, fullback but, but we had that with Yanko as well Yanko was very pacey but Yanko didn't have a final ball really and you're saying like you're saying Guinea, you're saying Gamboa's not got much of an out ball either so. But Yanko's a bit like Forrest Gump he'd get to the the byline and just. Get a big fright and have to turn back. Um, Gamboa's at least put in a, a couple of balls. For you. <laughs> He'd just get running. <laughs> <laughs> there was no touch lines or anything like that. In Gump. But who was it Yanko went alone to? 
Bristol City. No, there's a guess. Just up. Just up. I think it does begin with a B. I think you're making up. Anyway, the other week he scored a goal and had an assist. It's a cracking goal. Barnsley. So check it out on Keith's pirate Twitter. He's ba- probably got a copy of the goal. Ba- in there. Barnsley, I think it was. Ripping off some Barnsley. other television provider. Barnsley. 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 Anyway, check it out. Keith will get it ripped off Sky Sports or something like that. So, big mistake is what you're saying. Shouldn't have let Yanko go. 100%. <laughs> oh, it was just actually... No, he's crap. <laughs> I was just mentioning that it was a good It was a good goal. It was a good strike. Yeah. So, other than Kieran, Gambo and Izzy have done pretty well, considering. Um, aye. So, uh, any other points on uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach? Callum McGregor. Calmac, CM. Ferry. Well, should I take him his left foot? Eh, sorry, his right his foot. Right foot yeah. And if he was taking his left, he should either smash it with the laces or went to the keeper's right. You don't have a because I have this argument with Marek. At that angle, you never hit with your left foot, especially the inside of your foot, because it's always going to curl away. So you're never going to curl it into the back post. Um, it was just unfortunate. Keeping he's always the worst thing was right. He's not. He's not. Doesn't seem to appear to be strong in his right foot. But what does he do halfway through the game on Saturday? Has a shot with his right foot, which not over the bar, but he still took the shot on. Yeah. So it's like he's obviously kind of went. He's like a lesson. I need to start using my right foot a bit more. Just unfortunately dropped to him. M- MDLs, not to be unfair to him, but MDLs, and it's got to be in hope for a goal. It'll be like Sinclair or Dumbelli. Then. You go. I'm just going to say, he's a decent squad player, um, but we need to have. Um, players like that within the team and it's good that he's a, a homegrown one as well hopefully he'll learn for this and maybe if another occasion like that comes up he'll, he'll put it away or he'll, he'll square it or something like that he'll, he'll learn for it this is what this season in the Champions League got to be for us um, take the money but learn from it and hopefully next year we can build add to the team and uh, be a wee bit more competitive and are people including Everyone here being a bit harsh on McGregor, considering how he, you know, his performance, it seems to be that miss that he's he only was by people. Do you, mean, but do you mean like Sutton and Gal? Well, <laughs> Sut Gal, Gal Sut. You know, everybody. I mean, on Twitter, there's been, there's been a lot it's of been a harsh. <laughs> I mean, let's be perfectly honest. The fact is that we were disappointed not to win. Away in Germany Beforehand Everyone was expecting A bit of a going over And it never happened Putting a bit of perspective on it You know It is difficult To, be, to, to kind of Be overly critical of them Because it, you know, it came up quick Blah 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 But One An important time It was a bad miss Which you can't get away from And two It confirms my suspicions About the guy anyway That he's not Sufficient enough for that level Or even to be a regular starter for us So am I going to beat him up for it? No But does it do anything other, anything else Other than to convince me that He's worthy of a League Cup run every now and again? No So It basically says to me No, he's not good enough You know, thanks very much Cheerio We need somebody better at that level um, But, you know You, you can't You're not going to beat him up over it you know? I mean, I, and 
you both made the point there. Domestically, he's probably dead or thereabouts for us, but... He's got the most we, assists this season, Christian was saying. He's got five assists. Ah, Christian's talking shit. He just made it. Uh, but I think we're getting to the point, and we're obviously not there, but under Brendan and the fact that the, the, the board seem willing to, to, to back him, hopefully. We've only had the, the, the one... Uh, one um, transfer window but uh, we want to get to the point surely where every one of our first team players or anyone that will be near the first team is good enough to play in European competition that's surely the goal absolutely um, the other things we are finding with Gladbach which was quite kind of frustrating was last couple of minutes in injury time where with a chance chase the ball still passing it backwards and forwards in defence it's like this is the one time where do you know what just hoof it just lump it in the, in the box and see what happens. You've got the chance of trying to get a win in the Champions League that you need. I know we're all, the whole time we're always like, Brendan likes to say, let's always keep possession, back to defence, try and force a team out to make a mistake. That's all fair and good. But seeing as like a couple of minutes left, then a man down and just you're, you're just wanting to try and get a victory, fire it in. It, I was actually at the time thinking, I don't think they realise that there's only seconds left. I, it was almost like they're not aware of what time's on the clock. There's also the point that they do have a 48-foot defender oh, or yeah, something, so maybe down. it was like, what's the point in, in uh, punting it into the box? But that that is what came across to me. It was almost like, did they not realise we've only got about 30 seconds left? But uh, it was a bit odd, but, um, you know, I mean, put it into perspective here, that's only our fifth away point in Champions League, you know, we've ever had. I mean, we beat Moscow away and did we draw one each with Barcelona, is that right? Well, I was trying to think. Was that was the one old draw with Barcelona not part of the UEFA Cup? We definitely drew with Barca in the UEFA Cup because that was a um, Marshall goal. Or did we draw? Yes, yes. the Marshall one was 0-0, no, wasn't it? Did did we not draw with them in the Champions League and Hartson scored? Yes, at the back post. Yeah. So offside. Was that it the, was offside, but they gave it aye. Was that the goal? Was that the game that Marshall was outstanding? No, that's no, that was no, 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 in terms of our home performance against uh, Gladbach wasn't kind of you know what we normally expect at home in the Champions League but he's already turned that in and, and, and he's only been at the club for what five six months uh, it's really encouraging building going forward he seems to learn through games like that see after mm. the Barcelona game and then after the, the disappointment of the, the BMG game at, at Parkhead it, it does seem to learn and change his tactics ever so slightly just so that we, we are in the game a wee bit more mm-hmm. Um, that was brilliant to see somebody it might have been Christian it might have been somebody else I can't remember but they said that Rogers is an excellent in-game manager and I agree with that I think he can change things when things aren't going well mm-hmm. but that point stands equally with what you said in terms of he learns from his mistakes I mean he, he, he seems to kind of see what's went wrong when things have gone spectacularly wrong and he's able to adjust it now I'm hoping that's the case for Barcelona um, if there's ever a side where you know something like that could happen again, it could be Barcelona. But 
you know, I know what you mean. He sees what went wrong, who identifies what caused the problems, and he adjusts accordingly. And that's really refreshing, especially when we had somebody like Dyla who just kept making the same mistakes again and again and again. I think what's again. what's really positive as well is the way we're playing just now. It's really good to watch, but we're still a work in progress. He's still not. Yeah. He's still not at the. Not think it'll ever be at the end game, but he's not at a level that he wants the team playing to almost its full potential. Um, and he's already said that we're still there's still additions I can see within the team that come January. But we've all said, well, no doubt must be a kind of Central a midfielder. better midfielder, a more quality midfielder. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's not scary, but it's you're thinking of if we're like this just now, what are we going to be like once we get to that level where everything's all everyone's going hymn from the uh, singing from the same hymn sheet and it's like what kind of levels we can put out, what kind of performances, what kind of results? I mean it's like if this is the kind of work in progress for the season, next season it's kinda of like oh, it's gonna it's gonna be especially obviously with all the Champions League experience, like you said, he's gonna learn from all his mistakes. Come next season, fingers crossed we may get a slightly Favourable draw group, if, if, Well we need to get there first But a favourable draw Where we can like, like The one Leicester's got I mean fuck's sake yeah, I mean they're undefeated And that, and you look at that group And you go oh, If only we were in there We would do well But um, oh, it's, it's very very It's looking very very good For the, the kind of going forward The only problem I see is um, If we do Not make it into Like you Europa League After Christmas um, Which isn't looking Favourable just now um, that's six months we just the league and the Scottish Cup they play there's no really we're ten points ahead just now is there going to be enough interest for players to come here and play um, the upside of that is it's going to give Rogers plenty of time to work and get his ideas across in the training ground which like, when Strachan came he didn't have European football in his first season neither did Lennon um, they had that opportunity midweek working with, with with the team to get their their ideas across, hopefully that will, like you say, it'll bear fruit. Um, I think it actually that. might be easier for him to kind of because I think Rogers will be able to sell what he's doing and what his plans are, and I think a lot of players might buy into it and go, yeah. do you know what? I see what you've done for the first six months. There's next six months, okay, it's kind of building up for next season. He's like, well, yeah, it might be the fact of you're just going to be in the league. I know the Scottish Cup, you but might want to treble. Exactly, you meet with exactly the treble. I mean, trophies and people. Pe- Sorry, Kim. It was possible the old fact of undefeated. I mean, an undefeated season. I mean, you're kind of look. I mean, you're thinking just now. Complacency is the one thing that's going to kick in. There's not, like you said, there's teams are really struggling to compete against us because the the, the level of us is so much higher. Mm-hmm. You're thinking where's where's a defeat going to come? It's going to come from complacency, which we hope we don't really see. <laughs> I doubt we'll go through the season undefeated. I, I just, I just don't think it will happen. I mean, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. But, but in terms of being an attract, an attraction to the club, it's, it's medals. I mean, obviously we can't offer the same money um, to to players that you could get in England. But a guy like Scott Sinclair, I mean, what's he won before he came here? Anything? Maybe something with the Chelsea youth team. Right, he's going to win. Oh, did in all likelihood, he's going to come away with a couple of medals. Swan, they they not won the, it was the FA, it was the League Cup Swansea one. He scaled the Hull. Did they win? Or was it who did they, they won six? Was it not six one they won? I think Wikipedia. He's part of that Swansea team. But ultimately, if he's won a medal, he's won a medal, uh-huh. and he could win 
three. You'd think two this season, if not three. He could, I, I mean, well, it, definitely one. I think add, we can add these Hall, and I mean, it, it, now some people, some commentators out there would maybe go decry what the you know a Scottish League winners medal means. But if you're a player and you're competing in a tournament, you know you're going to really want to win that. He's getting the, the chance to win medals, and he's getting a chance to uh, to play, play in the in, play in the Champions League. Um, so I mean. And as you say about Roger selling what he's going to do, of course we need to qualify again next season, and let's not count our chickens. But after what he's done this season, the fact that we've won and he's built a squad, people are going to want to become part of that, you know. Hopefully, Sean McF at Sean at Seanity, uh, McShawnity, uh, is asking on Twitter: Will Scott Sinclair still be at the club next season? Yes. So yeah, very positive. Uh, yes, from yeah, tomorrow. I think he would. I think he enjoys it up here. You get to him like he seems like he enjoys his football again. I think we under Villa, obviously that kind of club under Serena. I don't think he was can enjoy it that much. But I think now he's at the kind of new lease, and he's obviously under Rogers, who's obviously been with a couple of times and knows what's expected of him. But I just don't see down south. I, I can't imagine what club down south would attract him to, <coughs> to get, like for instance, winning medals. That there's nobody really down south he could go. Yeah. He could, can I move to? Again, we, there's always money. But I think if he wins a couple of medals here, um, and we're almost quite fortunate in that he was at such a low point with Villa, who were just a basket case of a club. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go from that to, to Celtic and winning and the feeling in the club and Rodgers, we're probably doing quite well. Then he's got his missus and maybe she wants to move somewhere else and start a family or do whatever do what he do but they already have a kid I know but you know what family saying? started alright Jesus I heard I she's know. going back to Coronation Street she has a it's great isn't it that filmed in Manchester yeah, I think they live, live in Manchester they've still got a house in Manchester okay, that's, well, well you know we transfer to River City that could be on <laughs> the cards <laughs> that'll be hard downscaling <laughs> oh River City's pretty good um, <laughs> it proved if she goes in. Uh, just another couple of questions from um, Twitter. John Cassidy at John FM Cass eighteen eighty eight. Uh, what's been our best central midfield pairing this season? Let's ask about this one. Aye, let's ask about this one. That's a tough question. Um, Scott Brown, obviously, obviously, yeah, and. Armstrong's been alright prop but I'm trying to think which games but Britton I'm pretty sure Britton did have a good game this season <laughs> the Rangers that, game at Parkhead yeah there they, we go they set up Dembele for his so if you're going for an individual game performance it's probably Brown and Britton in that game however uh, I would going forward I would be using Armstrong and Brown any more questions? Kieran Ham. Well, you're going to answer that any differently now. Um, what would you? What would be your preferred <laughs> uh, formation? This is from Liam McLaughlin at Liam McLaughlin. Um, what would be your preferred uh, formation for the rest of the season? Would it be the four-two-three-one, or I know you were saying earlier you're quite interested in seeing the three-five-two in light of KT's injury? I like with KT injured. Injured, I would like to. Yeah, I would like to see the three-five-two. I'd like to see how much can I. Because obviously you have the two strikers, plus you've got the three midfielders. So you've, and the way it should work is Brown should be the holder, and then you kind of get two ahead of him. Um, obviously, if it's been if it's Armstrong, it'd probably be Armstrong and McGregor. But they've obviously got enough of an engine so that they can obviously do box to box. 
with your two strikers and your wingers, I think going forward that should really be quite fluid and very offensive and I think a lot of chances could create. So I'd like to see how that would work out. Logicless. Any more questions? Yeah. Just one from Ryan Clark uh, at Ryan JC. Um, he was making a wee comment about um, Rogic fitness and comparing them to the imperious Dennis Bergkamp and how um, Arsene Wenger started to manage him. Um, they used to sub him on 60 minutes for most games. That's Dennis Bergkamp at the age of 32. Um, and Tom Rogic. It's also Dennis Bergkamp. <laughs> Well, 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 at the age of 32, he did. I mean, I remember when Bergkamp was was gone a bit from that, you know, he would use them sparingly, as you do with older players, but, sorry. We, yep, yeah, anyway. The production values in this podcast are of a high standard, <laughs> and I need to keep them up. I was getting a bit too slack there. Anyway, Dennis Bergkamp, he's, I well, Tom Rogic, what age is he? 23? 23-24. Right. If you've got the lungs of an 84 year old smoking 20 senior service a day now, like Prozanetsky, he's no Prozanetsky. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we're probably just going to have to accept the fact that you're only going to get 60 minutes out of the guy. It doesn't, I mean, see if there was something they could have done to alter his stamina, they would have done it by now. I'm assuming. Do you know what I mean? Rocky 4-esque. Regime know. of human improvement. Well, what can he do? Send him up to train in the mountains to improve his lung capacity or something? Yeah, that's like a good Well, we could go up uh, up to Siberia and run up that mountain and shout Drago. So what you're saying is Tam Rogic needs a good montage? <laughs> needs something. <laughs> <laughs> because what a player he would be if he wasn't blown out his arse after an hour, you know? So we'll uh, we'll take a small break and come back and maybe talk about Scotland versus England. Hi, I am Scott Brown, and uh, some of our Twitter questions. So that was the first big weekend of the summer. Starts Thursday as usual with a canteen quiz, and again, no one wins a big cash prize. Later I do my sound bloke routine by approaching Gina's new boyfriend to say that he shouldn't feel there's any animosity between us and then I even go and make peace with her. Shouldn't have bothered. Then on Friday night we went through at the arches. There was only one car going so someone had to get the train. We got through quite late, and we went to a pub to take the gear. There was no problems getting in, we saw others waiting in the front of the queue, so we skipped in. It was a good night, everyone was nutted and I ended up dancing with some blonde girl. I thought she had been quite pretty until last night when Matthew informed me she had in fact been a pig. When the club finished, we wandered the streets for a while until we got to this 24 hour cafe. I didn't want to look at it, so we left and got a taxi back to Morai's flat. I couldn't sleep, so I started about drinking someone else's strawberry tonic wine and tried to keep everyone else up. Then at 10 o'clock in the morning, we went downstairs to buy some drink. We had intended to watch a 
the afternoon, but we passed it by then, slit right through it. I winked to find the English on 1 2 0. Then we went to get a train home, had a few in the station bar. We had some stuff left for the previous night's supply, so we, when we got home, we decided to go to the Johnson the Disco. Same story as Friday, lots of hugging, lots of dancing, etc. Et we couldn't sleep again, so we went to the park to look at the tomb, taking a detour from the play park. To get in, we had to climb over a 10 foot steel fence, which resulted in severe bruises by our hands, legs, and groins. But we had a good laugh on the stuff, especially the tube slide, which probably doubles up as a urinal for drunk teens. Then we walked through the woods to look at the tomb. It was a big disappointment, but the mist on the lake was cool. Sunday afternoon we got up to John's with a lot of beer and time to watch The Simpsons. It was a really good episode about love was ended in tragedy except of course for Margin Hall. It was quite moving at the end and to tell you the truth my eyes were a bit damp. Then we watched these young girls in swimsuits on a waterfly in the street. We went up the pub about 10 and it was busy for a Sunday. Lots of people we know, including my first ever girlfriend. And I still find very attractive, quite frankly, but I didn't really speak to her. She's probably still a bitch anyway. My friend Gillian was there. I had a chat with her, she was still quite pleasant. At the same time, I watched Malcolm make some terrible attempt here to try and chat up a girl with Uncle Joe. He made some remark about a Scott that was barely there the previous night or something. I couldn't sleep again that night. Fancy some seriously disturbing nightmares. Matthew said I should cut down on the cheese. Waiting for the weekend, it lasted forever. High with my friends, especially summer. Waiting for the weekend, it lasted forever. High with my friends, especially summer. Waiting for the weekend, it lasted forever. High with my friends, especially summer. Welcome back. Probably a top class tune. That's what I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. <laughs> Fan- fantastic. Uh, so Scotland are playing the odd enemy. Uh, the odd uh, the old England there. Yeah. Right. Uh, Friday. It's gonna it's gonna be a bit of pumping in it. Wembley. Well, yeah, we were just looking Gordon at Gordon Strachan's the... Scotland. Carry on. <laughs> We were just looking at the Scotland squad there and the the defence. Ah, so let's let's look at that comedy. The Scotland squad goalkeepers. We've got uh, the magnificent Craig Gordon distribution, fantastic. Uh, Hearts Jack Hamilton and uh, former Celt Hill City David Marshall. Big Div. Yep. Uh, Divvy boy. Defenders uh, Christoph Berra, <laughs> Switch Town. 
We've also got Gordon Greer at Blackburn, uh, Grant Hanley of Newcastle, Stephen Kingsley of Swansea City, Russell Martin of Norwich City, Callum Patterson from Hearts, and uh, Lee Wallace from Rangers. Uh, midfield, we've got Anya at Derby, Barry Bannon from Sheffield Wednesday, Scott Brown at Celtic, we'll talk about that. Oliver Burke uh, from Leipzig, uh, Leipzig. Uh, Darren Fletcher, WBA, James Forrest, Wee Jimmy. Uh, James McArthur, Crystal Palace John McGinn from Hibs James Morrison from West Bromwich Albion Matt Ritchie from Newcastle and Snodgrass from Hill City uh, Finally up front we've got Stephen Fletcher from Sheffield Wednesday Lee Griffiths from Celtic Chris Martin Still can't believe what a phenomenal uh, player to have playing for Scotland Chris Martin from Derby County and Stephen Naismith uh, from Norwich City So the defence worries you Sir Manny? Don't worry me because I'm no bothered if Scotland win or lose, but it's just comical. It is just, I mean, in all seriousness, I want Scotland to win. I like to see them do do well. It doesn't concern me in any way, shape, or form the way Celtic does. But it, we were looking at the midfield there and discussing it, and there's some decent individual players uh, in the midfield. Um, goalkeepers are okay. Even up front, you've got Griffiths. Um, Fletcher is, you know, he's not a, a atrocious. Naismith's a decent player. Um, but, man, there is not a single defender in that squad who is in any way good. And that's... I don't even think I'm being harsh there, to be perfectly honest. There's absolutely nobody. There's commanding centre-halves. They've got nobody at full-back. You're just thinking it doesn't really matter what happens elsewhere on the pitch because I can't see that defence being able to uh, hold out without conceding. And is Robertson injured? I'm just looking at who? The left back, Robertson. Yeah, he's both him and Tierney. Both him and Tierney, yeah. That's a shame. So that's basically two decent defenders. They obviously have the same position anyway, and both of them are done. On the. On the, the BBC highlights last night, uh, sports scene, they were saying that looks like Lee Wallace is going to go from uh, where's, uh, Ross County? Dingwall. Dingwall to Wembley in the space of five days. So we've got, looks like Lee Wallace is penciled in for a start. I'm confident. You've got Lee Wallace banging up and down that left hand side. Patterson, would you imagine, at the right back? Yeah, look, I don't even know who they are. Their right back would be Hanley, I suppose. Eh, not Hanley, um, Russell Martin, because he's plays a mix of right back and centre half. That's just a big steaming pile of shite, that defence, isn't it? <laughs> it's in a, I think it was it you, Keith, that said there's nobody coming through. You've got Tierney, obviously, and Robertson are both uh, very good full backs, left backs. I can't think off the top of my head any other Scottish defenders coming through who you'd think. We've got this mysterious Celtic player who isn't Ralston, who's a right-back, who's better than Tierney, supposedly. But, uh, yeah, I've never seen him, so that's... And we don't even know his name. Yep. <laughs> but other uh, than that, we're done. We're done. No, it's it, it really is slim, slim pickings. Um, is it this like the good old days? We were dead sad and we were down and everything was shit. This, this is this like is Ronnie Dyla's Celtic, <laughs> isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, You've got. I mean, you've got the whole. Ugh, I just. I, I don't. I, I. I can't even. So for well, let's forget the defence. Okay. Forget them. Right. Midfield. 
Yeah. I think the one thing they're worrying from our point of view is Scott Brown and how much he's going to force himself to play because apparently it was an ankle knock but then it wasn't it was a dead leg he got on Saturday whatever the injury is if he has slight slight possibility of it still being a niggling injury then he really shouldn't be pushing himself just because it's an England game because if he goes in there and then he ends up getting injured and we lose him for a few few weeks you can I wonder question what kind of that could do to our team the fact we don't have our kind of a kind of captain who's really been driving the team forward and is really outperforming himself. Um, what that could, what that could kind of have with the rest of the team, and then and mid and midfield would become quite light if we didn't have Scott Brown. We'd then rely on Bitton, who we've already kind of stated beforehand. We just don't think he's right for Rogers' setup in midfield. Armstrong McGregor, I suppose domestically they would be enough, but with Barcelona and Man City coming up, we still want strong midfielders so we would need Scott Brown so I, I'd be worried how much he pushes to play to then maybe have a setback with injury Do we think that Scott Brown um, made himself available again because he wanted to play against England? Absolutely Yeah Because if he came out and said we'll discuss after the England game whether he's going to be for the rest of the th- that says to me well, what, what he's I don't going to play he, he was aware the game was coming up Unless he just didn't want to have to I play have in the to meantime. Play the games leading up to either. Do you think that's why Strachan stayed, or do you think Strachan's just going to stay until he's pushed? Well, that's like after the results there, well, come out and happy with him. So I mean, who who are you going to get to replace him? I mean, I know Strachan's not a very good manager, but I mean, what what other options do they have? Are they going to go foreign? I think it's about time we did either that or Billy Davies but you go with the best man for the Jesus, job doesn't matter Jesus, who says that I mean uh, about, I think it's about time they went for oh either that or Billy Davies I mean why well that's the alternative aye well <laughs> but who's going to that take that wasn't a serious job? suggestion I by was, the way. I was you said to me right and I'm going to quote you here an exact quote tenor on it. Billy Davies <laughs> is the Scottish Carlo Ancelotti Mark McGee's the next <laughs> Scottish manager That's what you to me That's what's He happening. was looking rough the day on the telly He looked Bloodshot eyes a wee, Had a couple A wee start of a cold sore it looked like I was like Mark <laughs> You're not going to get the Celtic job mate <laughs> Stay off the booze You know um, He's Motherwell manager And involved in Scotland isn't he Aye. Aye. So he's got plenty of money to spend on the old sauce You know Living it up Mega 90 Minutes Mark. Cynic would like to say that distance themselves from the uh, accusation that Mark <laughs> McGee likes a drink um, no I mean all joking aside I think that um, it is quite grim you know the, the the players available for Scotland and who's likely to be able to take charge because I actually didn't think Strachan would be too bad a coach for Scotland but evidently it's not working out it doesn't seem to be able to you know, take them on to the next level and it's, you're just, I mean, it, ultimately the aims to qualify for a tournament and we've seen teams traditionally who have been lesser than Scotland doing so at the Euros there, but you just, you just can't see it happening. Yeah. And that's, Strachan did phenomenally well for Celtic, but you you remember at the time there was a lot of decisions he made that you thought were just bad mm. and you're seeing that in Scotland, but for Scotland but uh, obviously it's not working out as well as it did at Celtic with the last 16 Champions League and so on um, it's just some very poor decisions uh, do you think there's any chance Griffiths will get game time against England 
I don't think he will because he's not a lot of game time for Celtic. And I think Strachan likes to use that at times where you need to be playing for your club. But then it depends on his tactics. I mean, his tactics are probably going to play, play Martin up and just hit long balls to him. And it's not, which is going to be useless with Griffiths. Um, and even at that, I mean, when it wasn't Martin, he would he would prefer Fletcher over Griffiths at times. So, uh, but then I suppose Griffiths is too small, isn't he? So I don't actually know why he's in the squad because he doesn't like small players. <laughs> Being a midget so himself, Barry Bannon, then. Uh-huh. <laughs> or Strachan himself, who was an international player, who was a quality player, and look at the size of him. Self loathing from so VGS. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the, the, the other thing we were mentioning as well, the England squad, the England the England setup isn't particularly a wash with quality either. I mean, they're probably a, a, another level from Scotland, but you don't look at that England team and, and see a, a squad of players that would, you know be trouble in the business end of a tournament um, and yet I see no way where Scotland can get any sort of result down there um, I think I'm just going to take note of the friendly we had what was it two years ago when they get beat down, we get beat but we still scored two goals it was 3-2 we still managed to score goals so what are you saying should we get Kenny Miller should be in the squad because I believe uh, he scored get, get him, of course uh, plenty of international experience there <laughs> most hit five a goal Kenzo Um yeah, I mean, how are they likely to line up? I mean, I, did it go four four two Scotland? I watched. What was the last game they drew one each? Was it Lithuania at Hamden? There's, uh, there was say uh, Slovakia away as well. Oh yeah, I, I don't think I've seen that, but I seen the. I can't even remember how. It's it not. Up. It's very similar to almost like a four two three one, because um, usually it's Martin up himself, and it was. I think it was Bannon Fletcher and Burke. I they played Burton in number 10 at the home game yep and they had the uh, Richie and Snodgrass either side the form he's had in Germany Snodgrass obviously came back from injury and he's starting to he scored at the weekend and, and we know that Snodgrass is a quality quality footballer when he's, when he's on hopefully he's got a bit more match sharpness now he could he could be one guy that you'd look at to kind of propel the team on but um, with Burke as well I mean I've seen him as much as you guys have, do you know what I mean? There's a real quality player under there, but we need to remember he's still a kid, do you know what I mean? Um, so, we'll see. This really is depressing, talking about Scotland just now. <laughs> I mean, I'm quite open about not really watching them and stuff like that. I was expecting a bit more. In fact, you, to be perfectly honest, I was expecting you to have a wee bit more input on Scotland. I quite... I'm a glory hunter, seeing they're doing well, that's in. I got to see them, but... Uh... You're a glory hunter, I'm a so... Glory. <laughs> When was the last time you were in a game, man? Yeah. <laughs> you were at school? Uh, not, do you know, I won tickets off Clyde one Aye. years ago when, uh, when we beat France. Gary Caldwell tackled the ball into the net. I was uh, at the top of the stairs when they got to get the trophy. That was my seat there. So that was last time I was at Hamden to see Scotland play. So, uh, what, 10 years ago? I've, ne- I've never been to a Scotland game. Have you what? Never. That's madness. They played Italy. Do you know you're not, you're not on the Italy side, the Italy side for that game, no? <laughs> no. <laughs> Up there the rest of your family. They're <laughs> <laughs> all from Glasgow. <laughs> no, I, I, I think me and uh, Lou Dog have got this in common. International football was just a bit meh for me, so I'm not particularly, I'm not bothered about it. Uh, although if Italy do well, you know, I'll sit there eating a carnetto and crying. 
when I best them, you know. But um, yeah, <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say anymore. We did have a, a tweet in from Chris Lynch. Uh, are there better midfield players than Scott Brown available for Scotland? Um, he says that Morrison and MacArthur are in good form at the moment. Oh, pretty solid, pretty solid. But uh, did MacArthur scored two? Was it last week? Who was that against? For Palace. So I know against Liverpool. Liverpool. Yep. He beat four two. Aye, I think it was MacArthur scored. MacArthur and Brown play very similar. They're like kind of deep line midfielder. I think Morrison's more of a a fuller forward. So you could possibly have a two of them in there but Darren Fletcher will start so it's kind of like who's going to be part of Darren Fletcher really in there um, you probably I mean it probably better with James Morrison over Burke because James Morrison's obviously more experienced and has played a lot of Scotland games so almost like he could be the kind of more attacking midfielder of the three um, but I don't know Strachan we don't know what he's going to do he's just, so we don't hold out much hope for Friday night, isn't it? Friday, yeah. yep. It's just... This <laughs> is just so... Yeah, we don't hold down what... Are they playing on Friday? <laughs> uh, who's playing less? again? What day is it? I got an excuse to go down for a, for a few beers in the pub, I suppose. Being a Friday night. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only other question was, if we're okay with Griffiths being the bench due to Dembele, why upset if Griff doesn't start for Scotland? That's from Don't Panic at This Is One For Shaky. Uh, he's back up for both. Two words, Chris Martin, Don't Panic. Chris Martin. That would be my response to that. Yep, I completely agree. Um, I think we would be better getting the guy from Coldplay and sticking him up front. <laughs> Genuinely. Um, he's quite energetic, quite good dynamic. Well, the guy in the band, the guitar aye, and all that. Don't know enough about Coldplay to know if he plays a guitar, but uh, <laughs> he's a lump. He's an absolute lump. That's a nice way of saying he's crap. Aye. Um, yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, uh, yeah young Dembele. Oh, Karamoko. Is he in the squad? He's in the Victory Shield squad. Well, the Scotland squad. They <laughs> <laughs> need an, an injection of some sort of talent into the squad, do you know? Surprise the, the England setup. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's uh, it. Well, he, he trained with the England team as well. Apparently, because he's he was born in London. Yeah. Um. So he's weighing up his options. God, I wonder who he'll choose. <laughs> uh, <would> he, <laughs> Nah, nah, I don't like we guys. I'm only 13. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Sorry, pal. That ship sailed, son. That ship sailed, says Thracken. Um, on a better, more important note, Keith, you're doing a little bit of charity work. Yes, for the Celtic Foundation. Uh, myself and Brian McManus um, were doing the Celtic Sleepout. Can you can you tell us who Brian McManus is for the listeners out there? The, this the semi-regular cynic at the start of the season He's a semi, I don't know about the rest of that <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're, um, this, We've been raising money for the Foundation's Christmas Appeal Which is in full flow now um, Of course yesterday was the birthday of Celtic I went to Mass at St Mary's Which was really well attended It was a you lovely did. service I did yeah. yeah, Father White, a lovely service Tony Hamilton spoke before it Talking about all the things that the foundation have been doing and what they'll be doing over the the, the festive period to, to help families um, celebrate it. Uh, Sounds nice, that. but they really should have got a Father Green in as well. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. 
And uh, that was good. I liked that. That was good. Um, I was uh, the. Um, they also help, um, so they'll be helping families to celebrate Christmas in a way that, that we take for granted. Uh, also, the, the, the OAPs from the, the East End of Glasgow. Um, How can we help, Keith? We can help by donating, um, by texting CELT07, uh, and then an amount that you'd like to text in, uh, with a pound sign with 1510 uh, to 7 Um we can uh, chip in a wee bit at the bucket collection, which will be taking part on the 17th of December um, before the Dundee game at Parkhead. Um, I know they're looking for volunteers. If anyone would like to, to volunteer for that, get in touch with the foundation. You can get the email address through their uh, Twitter handle, at Foundation CFC. Um, you could also sponsor myself or Brian McManus at Ginty1888 is my own Twitter and at Brian McManus. Um, Brian with a Y. Pardon? Brian with a Y. Brian with a Y. Uh, like why your Brian? man why? from Westlife. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't encourage you to donate. I don't know what will. Um, yes. But yeah, the 90 Minutes on Twitter will also tweet it has in the past and it'll tweet that out again so you can have a wee check out for that. What was the text number again? Text number, uh, so you text CELT, C-E-L-T, 07, plus an amount to seven. I'm going to get in touch with the foundation to see if they could maybe help us um, get a wee something to uh, raffle. Uh, I've been speaking to uh, Lou Dog and he's going to help maybe set up a, a raffle for that. So hopefully over the Christmas period we'll maybe get something special for us to, to raffle for the, the listeners. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much, Kieran Harren, the freight train, at Kieran Harren on the Twitter certainly is thank you for your input glad to be here fucking brilliant <laughs> Chris good. Armani I am in agreement on the old Twitter Tron thank you thank you it's uh, great to be back apart uh, from the Scotland segment this has been a real oh it's terrible uh, it, it, I mean I'd just edit it out to be perfectly honest <laughs> I'm I mean. too lazy I'm just too lazy <laughs> Hardy. thank you very much Mr Boyd that was uh, that's been good fun did you enjoy the Scotland segment? Enthralling it was. Heartfelt, I think it was for the <laughs> Thank you all for listening. I've been Chris Bowd at the Chris Bowd. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at 90 Minutes Cynic. Facebook, same idea. Instagram, all the, all the social medias, all 90 Minutes Cynic. Subscribe to us on Spreaker or iTunes and uh, give us a wee review if you can. Um, if you would like to hear more about Scotland and international football, give us a wee tweet. Uh, we can make the podcast more primarily about that, I think. I think that's the direction we want to go in. Uh, but thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll speak to you along the path. We're coming for you, Danny Dyer.
tracks him too His outdoor rallies Where he gives you all the scare Justice for 